Hey listeners, uh, before we get to today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much any time i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold this is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, the Inebriate Podcast, and uh, getting really used to recording on Zoom. It's been uh, like a year now that we've been doing it, and uh, we get to take interviews with all sorts of people that we would normally get to take the chance uh, to do in person. And uh, today is a young actress, uh, Madison Ekstrand. Ekstrand? I knew I was going to do it. I told you I was going to do it. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. So... Um, a lot of times when I talk to actors and actresses, they kind of talk about like when they're younger, how they got started. I, I feel like you're at that point. Like what, what, what got you interested in the first place? So I started dancing when I was about three mm-hmm. and like in dance, you kind of like acting through your emotions and like through your movements and everything. So I was like, you know, I want to take it one step farther. And I used to love acting too, but I never really knew how to get into it. So a couple of years ago, I finally got into classes and it just kind of exploded from there. So are they kind of like classes that like is offered by your local school? Or are they extracurricular? 
Um, no, they actually took classes in Minnesota, but now I take Zoom classes through Geo. Oh, Zoom is how's that? Is that I'm assuming that's due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's actually not that bad. And I, like, I like the one on one, but like, it's different not being in a group class. So, do you, I we actually talked to someone? I can't remember who it was. Uh, they actually did like a Zoom shoot where everyone kind of shot their own segment of a particular movie are, are you filming now is there anything like virtual that you're working on like what's the what's the um there's nothing virtual that i'm working on right now um but in that oh sorry i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> at the end of april um i will be out in la shooting oh okay so, uh, so things are kind of getting back to normal and and, and moving on uh yeah so what was the first movie that you filmed and can you like tell me a little bit about the experience like what what was expect how what was sorry what was it as you expected and like what kind of surprised you about it (laughs) so the very frightening tales i started in august and i'm also recurring character on there now but that's my first like actual big thing and like my first like time acting really mm-hmm. so that's like a big thing and of course it was like a wake-up call because I didn't really know what I was really going into I had an idea but I didn't know how much work was going into but it's like an addiction and every time I'm home back in Wisconsin I'm like I can't wait to come back so you say it's like an addiction which I, I totally get because I, I find um especially with you know this time last year uh you know, things were starting to, to take a downward turn for everyone, it seemed. And um, it was rough because I, I, I'm very much a person who always needs to be doing something, always working on a project. So I get like that addiction where it's like I overschedule myself. And yeah. like, do you try to find like that work life balance or are you kind of the workaholic? Oh, I'm always trying to do something. I horseback ride. I'm always going out to town. Um, but I, I also like being a home buddy too, but I, I like taking naps all the time, but once I'm in LA, it's like, I got to do this, this, and this. And like, I'm so busy all the time, but I just love it. Yeah. So you live in Wisconsin. Do you see yourself moving out to LA at some point to, I feel like everyone ends up there whether they want to or not. Yeah. Like moving out to LA or at least somewhere warm. I mean, I can always fly out to LA, so I'd rather be somewhere warm than, here so oh for sure yeah i think uh it's gonna sound like a crybaby thing because if you're in wisconsin it's probably worse but uh, i think we're 19 degrees today Um, we're actually 30 something degrees today so it's a wave so oh okay so there you go um so what was what was challenging about uh filming on this project was it physical was it demanding did do you have like emotional scenes? Like what was, what was it like? So the hardest scenes for me were like the ones where I was screaming yeah. because the director would actually, actually, he was trying to scare me and then I would just start smiling and laughing. So there's a couple takes where I'm literally screaming and smiling at the same time. <laughs> and a couple times where I was supposed to be serious. Yeah, I was supposed to be serious a couple times. And then there's like a little smirk on my face and <laughs> So it was like, 
it was hard like the very first episode to keep serious but then the second and third episode it was easy for me yeah you kind of found your groove mm-hmm. so what do you do to kind of keep from smiling and laughing like do, do you like how, how do you put yourself in that mindset of being terrified well i'm scared anyways and it actually really helped that we were in a real haunted house because i just felt creeped out the whole time there Mm -hmm. and everyone felt creeped out all of us did the buddy system because we were all scared i felt like something was watching me the whole time so but i was like fine screaming but when the director tried scaring me i just started laughing and (laughs) because i wasn't expecting that but and yeah. then I kind of like, I okay, I got to do this, put yourself together. And then I just, you know, compose myself. Did you have any ghostly experiences on set? Yeah, actually, um, there's shooting out of a window. And I was outside by the gate and we're doing a shot where I was outside by the gate through the window and everything. And the director and the camera guy were like, get out of the way. to, And they thought someone was in the camera view and... They're like, no one's in the camera. So someone saw a figure in the camera and it just creeped all of us out. That that has to add to the whole experience. Uh, uh, d- have you always been interested in horror um, as a genre or was that this just happened to be the first thing that you ended up in? Well, I've been uh, like, I watch scary movies all the time. I mean, who doesn't? And like, I love scary movies because it's like, you're always at the edge of your seat and you just never know what's going to happen. But so when I got in this project, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like perfect for me. And is this more like a ghost story or uh, like, is there like a serial killer? Like what, what, what style is this? Actually, so each episode has three short films in it, mm-hmm. and every short film is completely different. So there's oh. completely different characters. There's completely different monsters. I'm literally wearing different wigs. So like some people didn't even recognize me in the in two of them, and they like that's really her. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so it's complete. Everything's completely different. It's not like following a one character long. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so you're playing different characters. Is, is- was that harder or did you like that better? No, I mean, it was hard at first because, you know, I had to get used to like being different characters and everything, but it was actually really fun being different and like going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Was it, was it challenging? Cause I feel like if you're, you know, if you're shooting for 16 weeks or whatever, and you're playing one character, it gives you more time to kind of figure out their motivations and what, their mannerisms or whatever did you feel like more pressure to kind of like get that done quickly um no because i like i'm kind of like a fast learner i i feel like i'm fast learner i mean i don't know but i think i am (laughs) yeah but you know it's actually really easy for me to get into the character but having the wigs on and everything it just helped add like to be more comfortable in that character nice and so do you have like a plan in place for like, like what you want to do next? Like, are you kind of already like plotting out like, oh, I'd like to do a superhero movie or I want to stay into like this genre that I'm in already. 
I'm kind of just taking it as it comes. I'll, I'll take anything, you know, that comes to me because it's just a learning experience. And I'd love to do every genre, genre if I can, because I think it'd be a good learning experience too. And really fun. Yeah. And have you done um, like stage acting? Is that how you got started? No. Oh, really? So you just went right into. I, went right in. I had some classes behind me, but they were kind of more like the Disney bubbly classes and everything. And then mm -hmm. I got more into the serious like horror classes and everything. Hmm. So how do you kind of get noticed? You just get an agent and start being like going to auditions. Is that kind of like the process? Like, what was that like? So I sent in my self tape and everything and like my real and they said that they wanted me and that's just how it went oh wow that, that seems like so you hear about like actors who like struggle and struggle and struggle and then that seems like uh like lightning in a bottle that's awesome um so you said yeah. it, you it was like a self-tape so are you is that kind of like a a new standard like people are instead of going in through an audition they're they're filming themselves and, and doing it that way Yes, actually, I've done a lot of self-tapes over the last couple of years, or not years, sorry, this year, and because of COVID and everything, so it's definitely a lot to get used to. Nice. So you said you're shooting in LA um, coming up, right? Is that... mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is that this more of episodes of the show? Yes. The it's more um, so do you have a particular favorite? Because if they're all different stories, like is there a particular one that like really stands out that you're like, I really like this particular one? Well, I think the one that's coming up is definitely going to be my favorite one. It's about the New Jersey Devil. Oh, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my family is from New Jersey. Well, my parents are from New Jersey. So like, of course, I know about it. I've been in the woods where he's supposedly like, you know, supposed to be. And like, yeah, so it's kind of like, a home run for me and i think it's going to be really exciting to do that so you did air quotes around the, the jersey devil but it sounds like you believe in ghosts where like how do you like where's the line like what what do you believe in like what do you kind of find like a bigfoot believer like i like the mist stuff i'm like yeah if i if i see it i'll believe it like you know like i saw the camera thing but if if people are just making stuff up, I'm like, yeah, okay. If I see it, I'll believe it. But yeah, we, we were uh, talking with a, a musician friend uh, from one of our projects. And apparently he was trying to convince us that um, there's aliens on the moon. <laughs> so that, that was, uh, and it, it's so tough. Cause you don't, he's a good guy. Like, so you don't want to be like, that's ridiculous. But um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation. Um yeah <laughs> so what do your friends think of um your acting like do you it, it's one of those like how do you kind of try to have like a regular life and friends and so actually i've been online schooled since sophomore year and since sophomore year i haven't really talked to many of my friends from high school and everything which is kind of sad but at the same time it's like whatever i'm doing my own thing but i have like friends from all over the place and they're so supportive my family's supportive and like i have from dance or like as well you said your family supportive like are your parents in the arts at all or like is this completely outside of what they 
I don't know if their expectations oh, is, but it's completely outside. Um, my dad's a welder and my mom's a stay at home mom. So it's completely different. <laughs> um, but that's awesome that they're like supportive of, of what you're trying to do. I think that's really cool. Um, do they set kind of like, uh, you can do this as long as your grades don't drop or is there, are there kind of like those parental guidelines that you have to deal with? I mean, I fear it would be, but my grades are actually really good right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were kind of like going down. They'd be like, you know, I'm asking and you kind of have to get them up and I'll be like, okay. But I don't think they'd be too pressured on that. And do they, do you fly? So when you're filming, do you fly out to LA by yourself or does your mom go with you or? Oh, no, my mom refuses for me to go by myself. I'm almost 18, and she, but my mom goes with me, and we have a really fun time, and we just stay with one of the producers there, Suzanne Dilrenta. She's, like, also my mentor, and she's, like, she's amazing. She's, like, the producer of The Very Frightening Tales, and she's really nice, and she's actually – I call her Aunt Suzanne because we're all close. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what um, – platform is very frightening tales on is this like a on online streaming thing or is this gonna as of right now i don't know what it's gonna be on mm -hmm. and like when it's gonna come out but i'm hopefully i'll find out soon and do you so it's so weird like social media is like such a mm -hmm. almost like a prerequisite now for actors and whatnot and i feel like a lot of times i hear stories where someone will lose a, a gig because they, they have less online followers than someone else. Or do you feel like any pressure to do that? Or do you spend a lot of time on social media? Yeah. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on social media. I feel like it's on so the time when they're bored, but I don't have pressure about like how many followers I have. I mean, I have 1200 and I'm fine with that. So yeah, well, it's pretty respectable. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've been trying to do more. Well, not do more. We're trying to do anything on TikTok because I feel like I'm a super old person. I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I don't even get TikTok. And like, I'm always on it too, but I, I don't even get it. So yeah, I got to have like my daughter show me what the hell it is. But um, so when things are normal, there's a lot of, you know, horror conventions and you know, autograph signings. Is that something that you're looking to do in the future? Is that something you're looking forward to? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it'd be so fun to meet people that actually watch the very frightening tales and who like the film festivals and everything. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. It, it's uh, I've done in the past, I've done a lot of comic book conventions and horror conventions and horror conventions are always the most fun because mm -hmm. it just seems like people are, I don't know. It's just like a different kind of person um, who I don't want to say love it more, but are definitely more open and less judgy. I suppose that's it. Like they're, they're very some... loyal to the horror community. So yeah. um, have you met any of like celebrity heroes along the way so far? Or is, is there anyone that you want to meet? I want to meet Steve Carell. Oh, no kidding. Really? Yeah, I, I love Steve Carell. Horror legend uh, Steve Carell. 
<laughs> I think he's really amazing. He can be serious and he's super funny. And I feel like he'd just be so fun to hang out with. Uh, he's one of um, the local celebrities here. So like tons of people here have like their, their stories where they mm-hmm. run into him. He owns like a, or him and his wife own a, like an old County store, maybe 20 minutes from here. So, oh, that's so cool. yeah. Uh, have you ever seen, um, uh, what was it called? The way, way back. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was filmed like all around where I live here. And that was cool. yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that's, when you live locally and you watch it, you kind of like local knowledge ruins it because I think this one scene where the kid takes his bike and uh, rides his bike down to like the local water park to get a a summer job. And that's literally like 30 miles. Like that would take him the whole day just to get there. And you're like, that (laughs) wouldn't happen. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's, it's, we have a few kind of celebrities in the area that, you know, everyone's got a story of running into somebody. Um, yeah. Would you, would you ever want to work with him or would you just find, you think you find it like really intimidating? Oh no, I definitely work with him. I don't think he'd be intimidating. I think he'd be like really nice and like supportive and everything. So I definitely work with him. I will work with him. You will. Nice. Oh, yeah. uh, do you, so would you want to work on like a serious project or like a comedic, uh, comedic project? Did you, are you like inherently a, a jokey, funny person? I don't know. I haven't like really gotten to like comedy and everything. So I feel like it'd be something very different than what I'm doing right now, but I definitely will like want to do it someday. Just even try it. It'll be fun. Yeah. It seems like, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say that it's harder than anything else because it's all about timing and making sure it's funny to the most possible people. Like, you know, everyone can be funny to their friends, but to be funny to yeah. complete strangers. Um, do you intend to, like, well, you said you got started dancing. Do you intend to kind of like do projects in the future that include dance, like musicals or that sort of thing? If it comes to me, um, I'd definitely do a musical and everything, but obviously I can't sing, but I think it's going to be really fun because growing up, it's always wise as well. So. Oh, sorry. I think my internet connection freaked out there a little bit. I think I got most of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Normally, I've, I've never had this issue uh, here, but okay. I'm, I'm in a basement office, so sometimes it gets a little funky. Um, so... When you audition, it's by uh, Zoom. Have they done like um, like Zoom rehearsals or anything like that, or do you table reads or anything? Um, no, I haven't done table reads over Zoom. And like when I take my classes, it's over Zoom. But if I have to bring a self tape in, we usually have like set up a rain light. And I do as many takes as I want, and mm-hmm. till I till I see one that I like. So. How, okay, that's a. Uh, how would you determine the one that you like? Because I feel like I would constantly be like, "That one's I've screwed up that word, or I said that word." Fun. Like, where do you find that line where you're like, "Okay, this is the that's done," or 
is that as good as it's going to get that kind of thing? Cause I feel like I'm a perfectionist, so I would never be happy. Yeah. I feel like if like, cause my mom always looks at it too. And if she's like, Oh, I like this one. And I'm like, okay, well I'll watch it too. And then it's like, eh, I mean, I kind of messed up on that word a little bit and I kind of want to redo it. So if I, if I see like little things, I kind of just want to redo it. So does she run the lines with you? Like, so you have someone to kind of mm-hmm. interact with and do you try when you're uh, doing these self tapes, you try to like put yourself in like the right setting or um, costume, like, or is, do you just kind of do, do your own? Well, thing? I don't really, I don't really like put on like clothes. Like I just kind of put on like a plain shirt and everything and make sure it's like nothing too like snazzy and like, so it's kind of like basically a headshot, but you're talking. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's not so much, uh, it's more reading the lines. It's not like actually like physical movement through the. Well, I mean, you're moving, but it's like from, it's like from here up, like yeah. how you're talking. So. It's interesting. I, I wonder if that's going to continue once the pandemic is kind of over or if people are going to go back to more traditional um auditions yeah i mean i i like self tapes i really do because you know you can do as many as you want so it'd be different going to an actual audition so and i feel like it probably opens up more where you don't have to necessarily live in la you know you you could send your tape in you don't have to move out there to be like oh i have an audition today thursday and it just becomes you're always out there yeah um do you have friends of yours that are like wanting to move into the industry as well or is it just kind of something that you do or do they kind of like oh that'd be cool to try um i mean um there's a couple of my like friends from like I would say maybe one of my friends from dance and like one from my school and everything that they kind of want to get into acting, but they want to move right to LA. And I said, I was like, you don't want to move right to LA right away. Like you want to have something set up. And I like kind of give them advice and I'm like, you know, LA is actually really expensive to live in. So you don't want to go out there not knowing what you're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. And then you end up waiting tables and kind of living in your car, all those stories you hear about the uh you know standard not standard stereotypical uh hollywood actor type thing so you also have some producer credits on your imdb page how did that come about i believe it was a short film i was more like of an assistant producer i kind of like watched like you know what everyone was doing and everything and like i was an extra and the for the boys so I didn't get to do much producer stuff I kind of just watched and you know but that's about it that's what my producer credits are for so so is that stuff that but you, I would love to actually produce something on my own yeah are, are you interested in like other aspects like directing or writing and that sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah I actually have come up with so many like movie ideas like scary movie ideas of course and like I pitched them to like so many people and I'm like, you know what? I should really write a script. And everyone's like, yeah, you need to write a script. And I'm like, yeah, maybe one day. 
is that something that you would uh oh, i'm sorry i forgot her name uh you refer to her as uh aunt something um your your the producer that oh, you, Suzanne. Aunt Suzanne, is that something that she is kind of like encouraged you to do or have you kind of like tossed ideas by her Oh yeah. I toss ideas to her all the time and she's always talking about ideas. So even my mom comes up with ideas where it's just kind of, we always talk about like different movie ideas and everything. So. And do, do you typically tend to do, are your ideas typically horror movies and, and that sort of thing? Like, are, are you, that's just kind of like what you're into right now. So far, it's been horror movies um, because probably because I'm working on the very frightening tales and everything. So I'm just coming up with all these horror movie ideas. But I feel like I definitely will come up with like more ideas. I've come up with like a couple like dramatic and like not, not like superhero, but like I don't know. More like action type thing. Hmm. Um. So I wonder if it would be like you might have a really cool advantage where um, very frightening tales is kind of a bunch of short, ep- you know, episodic, not episodic, um, individual mm-hmm. shows. It might be like they might really be looking forward to someone kind of coming up with a, a short. Do you think that's kind of like your your foot in the door? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I haven't, I feel like if I came up with an idea, they would definitely like say, like, look at, like, look through it and like, think about it. But maybe one day, Fairy Frightened Tales will have like something directed by me. So. Oh, directed too. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty common. You see a lot oh, of that. Directed with, and produced. <laughs> yeah. You see a lot of that with um, shows. You know, I know like a lot of Star Trek actors went on and directed episodes and a lot of times sitcom actors do that as well. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be like really cool to do just even one short film. I think it'd be definitely cool to see like my own work and what I can put my mind to. What do you think the hardest thing about directing would be? Probably having like such a, like a vision in your head and like not being able to like really like put it into words and like, they're kind of like not really understanding you. So I think that would be like the hard part. Or being like, I really want Steve Carell in this episode. And they're like, we don't have oh, a budget yeah. for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where can our listeners go to check you out online? Uh, you said you have a, a Facebook page. Is, or you said you have social media, I should say. Um, um, yes, they can follow me on Instagram at maddie.don. So M-A-D-D-Y-Y dot D-A-W-N. And... Um, you said uh, frightening, uh, very frightening tales is is um, so it's not available yet on a platform, or is it? You said you it's weren't... not available yet, and um, so far I don't know when it's coming out. So hopefully soon, though. Is there like a website or social media for that as well that people can check out? Um, yes, there is. There's a website, and I think all you have to do is look up the very frightening tales series. Yeah, I mean, people mm-hmm. have Google; they can find stuff yeah um so if you were going to give advice to three-year-old madison getting started uh is there any like pitfall that you would be like you know watch out for this or you know like what what would be that advice knowing what you know now 
to three-year-old Madison? Um, I think because I'm always hard on it. I've always been hard on myself, especially dance and everything. So I tell my three-year-old self, like, don't be hard on yourself and just kind of take it as it comes. I find people who are hard on themselves probably wouldn't take such good advice like that. Because <laughs> I know, uh, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. And I feel like if I went back and been like, don't be perfectionist, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, do you have any, like, other than working with Steve Carell, do you have, like, any other bucket list item, like... Um, either you know filming in a specific location or with a specific director or anything else like that um filming overseas definitely i think that'd be like so fun especially in italy or greece i'd definitely want to go there anyways and it'd be an excuse to go there yeah yeah <laughs> so, i would love to do that and that's pretty much it i mean i would work with literally anyone it'd be an honor to work with anyone so Awesome. Well, Madison, we wish you the best. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And, Thank you for uh, having me. Oh, no problem. I'm sorry about the connection. Normally, it's better. I don't know what's up. Yeah, um, it's okay. It might be on my end, too. I don't know. I, I keep getting a message across my screen saying uh, oh. a weak internet connection, so uh, I got to go like kick the router or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you again, and uh, hopefully our listeners will uh, check out Very Frightening Tales when it becomes available. And uh, they can check it out. Google will find out all that information. And uh, thanks again, man. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on Instagram at inebriart6. You can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the inebriart podcast network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.